Welcome to Simply by Grace, a podcast of Grace Life Ministries with founder and director, Dr. Charlie Bing. This podcast and other helpful resources can be found at our website, gracelife.org. Now, here's Dr. Bing. We're looking forward to this next session. It is a panel discussion. It was birthed out of a conversations that we've had over the years that uh, some people in our alliance they're like, well, like, tell us what's been happening. Like, what, you know, what's what's going on throughout the alliance, and uh, like, what what have we been up to as an alliance over the last year, basically? And so, on the panel here, we have, of course, Grant Hawley. He is our executive director. We have Charlie Bing. He is um, the founder of the FGA, one of the original guys, and um, and then we have Asari Chibafor. I do okay with your last name? T. Bafour. So I've met Asari a, a few years back, but then we reconnected last year, and uh, he is from Ghana. So we are going to hear from these people, and I am going to be the roving mic. So uh, we will hear from them, and then if you guys have any questions related to the Free Grace Alliance, or you can throw out, I guess, any question within reason. And then I'll come around and I'll bring the mic to you so that you can ask the, our panel um, anything that you'd like. So um, let's start with Grant. Grant, again, is our executive director, and he has been running 100 miles an hour this past 12 months. And uh, you can start, you can just basically tell us some of the things we've been, that's been happening. Um, oh, I'm going to say something. You want to say that or should I? Oh, sure, go ahead. Yes. So one of the things that we have developed, uh, about a year ago, we started doing an electronic version of Leading Grace magazine, a brand new publication that we do as an alliance. And this in your folder is the first edition of now a physical magazine that will come out quarterly. And so great articles that are in here. And um, Grant has really spearheaded this on getting this out. So we're, we're excited about the Leading Grace magazine. And I'll let you talk about the Leading Grace podcast and all that kind of stuff. But this is really an exciting step to really getting this into the hands of people so that uh, people understand the free grace message and um, just some great articles to help them think about this clearly. So, Grant, I'm going to turn it over to you, and I'm going to step down. I'll step to the side, and then um, when we're ready for questions after you're done, and then we'll, we'll keep going. Okay? Thank you, Jeremy. So, um, as... Jeremy mentioned, we just started doing this print edition of the of Leading Grace magazine, and I'm really excited to be able to send that out to the members, but of course, everybody here at the conference got one as well. So uh, if any members are listening online or, um, or members who are here as well, please make sure that we have your current address so that when we see, send these, we don't get them bounced back because um, we want you to have them, number one, and it also just you know wastes our postage and that sort of thing. So uh, yes, please have your have your address current with us, your mailing address. Uh, Jeremy mentioned also the Leading Grace podcast, and that's a podcast we've we've done. Um, I think eight episodes over the last several months. Uh, we're going to be a little bit more frequent with that going forward. I have been working part time with the Free Grace Alliance for a few years, but I just recently started going full time. So we'll be able to be a little bit more active with things like the podcast and stuff like that. So. Um, you can subscribe to Leading Grace Podcast. Um, the way I find it, when I'm trying to look for it, is I go to Spotify, 
and I say leading grace, free grace Alliance, and then it pops right up. And so you can do that on any of the podcast aggregators, wherever you go for your podcasts. Um, <clears throat> so we have those going on and we've also been pretty active with traveling and this is just going to even continue a little bit more. I wanted to uh, bring these brothers up here to tell about um, some of our traveling that we've done and some of the some of the things that FGA has done around the world. But I wanted to share some pictures with you as well. Um, these are the places that we had conferences since the last Free Grace Alliance annual conference. We had um, Starkville, Mississippi. We have a few people here from Starkville. You want to raise your hand if you're from Starkville? There we go. Look at that. Um, we've got uh, Lacey, Washington. We actually um, did Lacey, Washington twice. We were in November last year and then uh, just last month this year. Uh, we had a conference in Ghana. Um, we also had a conference in Finland uh, that was in Helsinki. And uh, we also, um, or I, I guess I was, when I was over in Finland, I also went to uh, Budapest, Hungary, and I was able to to preach at two different churches there in Budapest as well, encourage, encourage the saints there. And uh, then we also were able to uh, preach at some churches in South Asia. And I can't be more specific with that because the, the folks who are part of the ministry we went with, which is uh, TTI, um, the Timothy Initiative, they're here. They've got a booth right through that door. And so if you wanna to talk to John uh, Carswell, he's here representing TTI, he's an FGA member. And um, he can tell you more about all that, but uh, we were able to preach in a few different churches there in South Asia. Um, <clears throat> this picture in the upper left is me with Phil Congdon. This is where we were actually coming back from South Asia to Dubai. Um, and also with, with us on that trip um, were Jeremy Michelson. Uh, raise your hand, Jeremy. Um, John Salveson, who's the pastor here. Uh, Cody Wallace, who is the pastor of um, Southwest Community Church in Miami. Um, who am I forgetting? I think that's all of us. And Phil Congdon and I, we all went on that trip together and we were able to uh, go to a church planting conference in Dubai and then also visit some churches um, in South Asia. This picture on the bottom left was from our Ghana conference. Um, as are these three pictures. Um, you can see Roger was there. Roger was at that conference, or was this two different was, two different that conferences? Was the second location. This is the second location. So we had um, we had some training going on over there. Charlie Charlie really headed that up along with um, our, our brother. Us, uh, sorry, and I'll I'll let them talk about it so Charlie can give you a lot more details. Um, this is me in Europe. Um, I. I didn't have um, anybody going with me taking pictures. <laughs> I just have a few small pictures. I was actually able in all these places to, to share uh, free grace with um, hundreds of people. In the bottom left, that's me preaching in Helsinki. And above me, above that picture is uh, me with uh, Taro Friedrichsen. He's a pastor in Finland. And we're sitting there. This was, this was a big mistake. If I would have turned around, there's like a big major historical landmark <laughs> in Helsinki, but we just have a regular little building behind us. Um, and in the bottom right, that's in Budapest. On the, um, the, the guy um, in the far right of that picture is uh, Brian. He's a pastor at Grace 
um, Greater Grace International School. He's the he's the president of Greater Grace International School and the pastor of Greater Grace International Church there in Budapest. And then um, the other guy there with me is uh, Pastor Chaba, <clears throat> and that. He's an amazing, amazing um, man. He's um, just got such a gentle spirit. And these guys both are champions of grace. They are preaching uh, free grace every day uh, in their context. Uh, pastor Chaba is, is, is pastoring a church that he, he took it over and it was, it was pretty wounded at the time. It had gone through some very difficult situations and he's been pastoring that church with a lot of... Um, grace and patience and uh, the free grace message has made a huge difference in their community and allowed them to heal through some very difficult times but i was um thankful to be able to share the word with both of both of those churches um this is us in starkville mississippi you see i'm there with charlie and kenny uh kenny raise your hand kenny hodges raise your hand there you go uh, Bill Bogus there is with me. Um, he's he's not here today. And then Everett McKibben, who is the current pastor at uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church there in, in Starkville. And Everett's here too, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's over here. There you go. Everybody um, get a chance to meet these guys. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. They're really wonderful people. Um, we also were able to visit um, Dubai. And you can see... This is uh, Jeremy Michelson and Cody Wallace and I at the Burj Khalifa. That's where we were at the, um, the church planting conference there with TTI. And that's me preaching in Washington. Um, so I wanted to just kind of introduce and share a little overview of what we've been doing. But then I wanted especially to give time to Asari and, and Charlie to talk about the ministry that went on in Africa. So I'm just going to go ahead and hand this over to Charlie. All right. Thank you. Um, it's so uh, wonderful to see the original vision for Free Grace Alliance being fulfilled in pictures, but in reality, as not just a national conference, but an international conference. People from all over the world here, Pakistan, Ghana, Burundi, um, maybe I'm missing some countries. I don't know. I've met everybody. But that was the idea, I think, when we thought about Free Grace Alliance, that we needed to be a missional organization, not just an academic organization. So thank you all for your support and for teaming up, partnering together to reach different parts of the world. I've done a lot of work in Africa before, and uh, that and uh, have some partners there who have always been training pastors and emphasizing the grace message. Fred Amoa Darker with Ruby over here. I've been working with them over 20 years in Ghana. Raise your hand or stand up and say hi to everybody. You want to meet Fred and Ruby. <clears throat> Uh, he stands strong for grace in Ghana, uh, and uh, Pastor Anaset uh, right here in Burundi, which is in East Africa, and he's he's been over several times to our Free Grace Alliance. He has he is over 58 Free Grace churches in Burundi because there are no Free Grace churches in Burundi otherwise. Okay, um, and then our brother Ant, uh, Asari here, who I met long ago when I first went to Ghana almost, uh, not my first time, but later on. And this man is a fireball for grace, and he's the one that initiated the Free Grace Alliance Conference in the second largest city in Ghana this summer. So I went there in July. So 
I've been other places, not in the capacity of F FGA, but my own ministry, Grace Life. But in July, we went and did this conference in Kumasi, which attracted, uh, uh, I'll let you tell a little bit of the background context and details, but 300 pastors. And um, you have to understand that we're changing their, their whole worldview, okay, their, their, or their theological view. And you can see them, you can see the wheels cranking and the questions coming in. It was all good. I mean, there wasn't any hostility. There were just genuine questions, especially over this issue of eternal security, because most all of the world is Arminian and thinks that you have to do certain things and not do certain things to keep your salvation. So uh, you hit them with that. A weekend's not really enough time to spend with them, to ground them in the grace message. That's why we keep going back and back. Uh, like we've been doing with Fred and Ruby and with Anaset. And uh, we'll probably have to work out something uh, in Kumasi where some more people can go over there and teach. So that's just one example of what, what's been going on. Uh, and and uh, why don't you give them your perspective of what happened there? Because uh, Asari is from that region, Kumasi, and he knows the pastors there very well. Well, thank you very much. Um, Last year, uh, when I met uh, Jeremy, we we decided that he comes along with Dr. Mark Haywood and Charlie. Uh, unfortunately, Dr. Haywood was not able to make it, and then Jeremy also had to bail out. He was also not able to make it. But by the grace of God, we had a very successful conference. Um, had two friends from South Africa who are also um, serious brained grace people who joined us, um, Pastor Kelvin and Pastor Edwin. Uh, they flew in from South Africa to be a part of the uh, FGA first uh, outside the United States conference in Ghana. We chose Kumasi for the conference because they have the most organized pastoral groups in Ghana. Uh, and the president of the largest group is a friend of ours. So I spoke to him and he gave us access to speak to their pastors. Now, initial projection was just hosting 130 pastors. The first day we had more than 150 people the second day it rained and we thought maybe we couldn't hold the program, but um, by the time it started, we started counting the numbers and then we had more than 130, but the third day we counted more than 300 pastors attending the program. The most amazing thing I realized is, um, I don't know about you Americans, but when it comes to freedom, those in the colonial who those who were once colonized understands what freedom is better than you do. And unfortunately, there are so many liberated prisoners in our part of the world. And when I say liberated prisoners, I mean people who have genuinely believed in Jesus Christ and they are saved, yet they are not sure of their salvation and then they are kept in a prison of works and works and works. And the most serious aspect is not the ordinary Christian, but when 
it is from the leadership of the church when the pastor himself is in prison. And there is so much then. Well, we had, uh, during the question and answers, one pastor telling us that he had had to sack certain people from the church because they were not willing to conform to certain works that is expected of them. Uh, Dr. Bing comes with, uh, what's that, the questionnaire? A survey or a questionnaire for that matter. Surprisingly, we had pastors answering that you have to be able to speak in tongues before you can be saved. So, again, let's be able to answer this question. What difference does free grace make? I should say, I am the difference it makes. I'm the difference free grace makes because it liberated me from this prison of works and not only did it liberate me it also gave me a ministry to impact others with this message i think there's more we can talk about when i go into a group for the first time i give out a gospel survey it's on my website if you want to ever ever use it and print it out it has 13 different things uh that suggest how you might be saved like going to church reading the bible loving other people, keeping God's commands, being holy. One of them is believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Okay, that's the answer we're looking for. So I, I always like to give it cold before we say anything. So at the earliest ones who came, I think there were about 85. We gave the survey out to 85 people, and uh, none of them got it right. One, maybe. One. None of them. None of them. Zero. So... Most of them checked most of the 13 things that we had to do to be saved. Now, here's a little follow-up to that. We went to the chief. We visited his chief palace, and, and we invited him to the conference. The chief came to the conference, heard the gospel and all that. I was preaching. I don't even know what my topic was, but I went to Philippians chapter 3 about Paul and his righteousness and how he called his self-righteousness. It's all scubala. Those of you who know Greek, you know, it's the Greek word for dung, human waste. So Paul was a pretty edgy preacher. And I was preaching and I, I took the surveys and I said, you know, I'm really surprised to see, we're all smiling and having good time. I'm really surprised to see that uh, some of you don't think I'm saved because I don't speak in tongues. And they got a little chuckle out of that. And then I went on to preach Philippians chapter three and said, Paul says, I do this, I do that. I count it all as scubala waste. I took the surveys and I tore them in half and threw them on the ground. And they really got a kick out of that. But they got the point. And, and that was the point. And uh, then we spoke on the radio to the city, uh, the largest radio station that preached the gospel there. And we also went to a church and spoke to just the youth. Now, the youth in Ghana is up to age 40. 45. 45. <laughs> <laughs> and there were, there were 500 people in the room. Yes. Preach the gospel to them also. So it was a very fruitful trip. And we do plan to go back to Ghana next year. Um, and in addition to that, we were talking about uh, Kenya and South Africa. Um, I plan to go and visit the Greater Grace Churches in Europe again. Um, I was... I was just blown away when I when I went to uh, speak at the FGA conference in Helsinki, Finland. 
that I thought that there, you know, I knew that there were these greater grace churches out there that were free grace. And some of them had come to the free grace Alliance conference here in America, um, a few times. And I'd met some of them, but I thought that maybe there was a handful of churches and it turns out there are 700 free grace churches as part of this network of this greater grace church around the world. And so they have a, a big conference in Europe every year. And they've invited me to come out there and represent the Free Grace Alliance there. And um, hopefully I can get a chance to also speak um, at the conference and, and these sort of things. So we're, we're developing relationships with these people. We're starting to work with um, all these folks who, who do get it because we can't, we can't do everything just from here. We have to go. We have to go to these places, get to know these people, and encourage and equip the people who are already there doing the work. And so um, by doing that, we can we can get out there and we can get the gospel to all these people who aren't hearing. Because like Charlie was saying, this the Free Grace Alliance was never meant to be an academic organization. We The purpose of the Alliance is not um, to talk about the gospel or to um, even primarily to defend the gospel, though, though that is part of what we do. Um, but the purpose of the Free Grace Alliance is to advance the gospel, which means that we need to get out there to the people who have never heard and tell them the good news about Jesus Christ so that they can uh, believe and be saved and go on to share that message with other people. So um, we'd like to welcome people to ask any questions that you might have about um, our experiences or what's going on with the Free Grace Alliance, what you can expect to see in the coming years, that sort of thing. So, and Jeremy, if, if you do have a question, Jeremy will come around and, and you can speak into the mic. Which, by the way, uh, what's, what we're going to be doing, uh, the vision for the future is going to be said at the uh, business meeting. So Grant's going to lay that out. So, yes, sir. I have a question for Asari. What is the biggest challenge that you face in Ghana for the advance of the gospel? Well, um, when it comes to Ghana, um, I should say that uh, religious tolerance is um, unmatched as compared to other places in Africa. So personally, you do not face any kind of persecution with sharing the gospel but then you face ideological persecution. You face doctrinal persecution. And such challenges sometimes can be so fierce that you may lose friends. You, you risk losing family as well. And we, we encountered this at the early stages, um, especially when I was not fully grounded. I think um, uh, after 2002, when I met Dr. Bink, right after the conference, what I decided to do was to run with the message. I probably should have taken time to listen more before going to do, but I ran with, with the message. And then when the question came, and I know if you've been a free grace teacher, there will always be serious questions that for, for, 
for um, someone who is not too grounded in it, you may be lost. Those were the initial stages, but for me, it was also more challenging because I had to study deeper and deeper. And I have to say a very big thank you to Dr. Bing and his resources, which were freely available online. And so I poured over them and we sailed through. Today, we still face such hostilities, but it's not as vicious as other places. Now, let me chip in this. Not only has free grace given more or less a ministry for me to talk about the grace of God, but it also brought out something that Christendom is overlooking. And that is what I call the strategy of infiltration. Now, over the years in Africa, I can speak from that perspective. I don't know much about America, but sure, I can talk about America because uh, in Africa, we saw uh, Billy Graham coming over and all these guys come and mount big crusade platforms and then preach, invite people like mass to accept Jesus Christ and all that. Then as time went on, that strategy began to die out. Now, I always say that the worldly people also have a way of organizing their own crusades. And this is just putting hip-hop stars somewhere. And they organize bigger crusades and you find the youth going there. Now, with the change in the system, people getting access to entertainment facilities, Christians started losing out. And yet, we still wanted to hold on to the outdated strategy of reaching out to the lost. So we decided that, no, we don't have to be loud to be heard. We don't have to be too visible to make an impact. We chose to operate like erosion. And erosion is silent, it's subtle, but it's very effective. So what we decided is to go to the Muslim world, the Islamic world with the gospel of grace interacting with them one after the other. And uh, if I can introduce this device, which maybe we'll talk about in future, this is an audio Bible. It's solar powered and we record um, the gospel message on it. And we have the whole Bible on it translated into the various languages and the places where we operate and we give to them and we also spend time praying and praying and praying for them and taking time to answer their questions. And tremendously, God is doing a great deal. So coming back to your question, what are my challenges? I would say each of these devices, 55 US dollars. And every year I'm sending 1,500 of it to the Middle East, to the Muslim world. And I'm keeping about a thousand in Ghana to go to the north and the places where people are finding it very difficult to read and write. But thankfully, 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 we are able to fund most of it, thankfully. And my wife is sitting here. She's doing all the work and I'm taking all the money. Um, <laughs> so, yes, but challenges yes finances and then asking god for open doors thanks so i don't know if i'm actually qualified to even ask any questions because i just found out about you guys probably an hour ago 
Um, but I'm enjoying everything that I've been hearing. And, and as I see all the places you guys have traveled to and have spread the gospel, I've had so many conversations with people who profess to be believers that if you gave them the same uh, little checklist, that they'd be just as off as many around the world who have never heard. Or So do you guys have an initiative home here at home as well, or is it just abroad? Dead water home? Do we, do we have an initiative here at home as well? Yeah. Uh, we, we do all speak uh, in churches and do regional conferences in churches. And I guarantee you, if I gave that survey even to pastors in this church, a third of their people would flunk it. I have never overseas gotten more than 5% in India, Burundi, Ghana, Myanmar, where places I've taken that survey, never more than 5% have gotten the answer right. And I just want to add one thing. When we do these conferences, it sounds really great, and we change some minds, but you know what? Then they'll go home and they read James 2, and they'll go home and read Hebrews, and then get all mixed up. You really have to endure, and that's what we, why we partner with Fred and Ruby and their Ambassadors for Christ ministry. They have a, we, we spend a whole week with them, and then four years, and then we give them a graduate certificate. So we've covered everything, and we take instructors like Roger Fankhauser, Andy Stacy uh, has been over there teaching some of the others, Tim Hill, I don't know. And Myanmar, John Harden. So uh, you have to go back. You have to go back. They 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 think they get it, and then they go home and they get confused or listen to somebody. It takes a while for this to sink in. Yeah, this is um, something that I'm going to share at the business meeting tomorrow. But um, part of the strategy going forward is we're working on developing um, regional uh, representatives for the Free Grace Alliance so that each region of the United States plus a few overseas will represent the Free Grace Alliance and help build the community of the Free Grace Alliance in their region. And part of that is helping us to plan conferences. We do regional conferences and you can see we um, we only did a uh, three in the United States this past year, but uh, the plan is actually that we'll have a regional conference in every region of the United States, so Northwest, Southwest, um, North Central, South Central, Northeast, Southeast, every year, um, and sometimes more than one in these of these places per year. And the challenge is then going to be not only are we, um, as we're doing that, we're going on and we're in, encouraging these local churches to um, and, and trying to help them to, to get some uh, equipping to minister to their own people uh, with a free grace message, but then also to, to uh, work towards helping them to get that message out to, the, to other people around them, to invite other people from the community into the conferences and these sort of things. So there, there are some initiatives certainly going on in the United States, but I, I, do, I do see just from my limited experience overseas, this is my first, my first ministry trip overseas was this year. It was three and a half weeks long, but, um, and I went place, 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 but um, it was, it was eye-opening in the sense that I could see that the um, the truth that the fields are white for harvest is maybe a little bit more apparent in some other places around the world, and that's not to say that's not the case here. But it's it just it does really kind of hit you in the face how how many people are hungry for the gospel around the world.
thank you. Uh, uh, maybe my question might not be uh, compliant with the rest of what has been said. Uh, from the mission of uh, Frigus Alliance is uh, a encouraging, equipping. Uh, I wonder whether they are supporting also. Uh, from my perspective, uh, being in Burundi, where uh, we have registered a church without any uh, foreign uh, support, any missionary support, except what uh, we have received from Grace Life uh, Ministries with Charlie Binks, who has been supporting us in training. We face uh, challenges like uh, uh, regulations of the country that deem that before you plant a church, you have to meet a requirement like owning uh, plots and having uh, well, good, decent buildings. And for the last uh, five years, it has been uh, an obstacle for me to extend uh, the church, well, uh, even though I have, uh, we have requests from people from the villages. Uh, some people, some countries are so poor. I'm sorry, Burundi is one of the most, the, one of the poorest country. And uh, uh, it, I found myself serving with the most poor among the poorest. So I would like to advocate for such kind of uh, people. If among of the things you do for encouraging, could we include supporting for those who are not able, for example, to sustain themselves, but who could uh, extend the ministry uh, uh, by helping people to access the gospel or to take the gospel to the people in their villages, uh, if we could help them to meet these conditions like uh, uh, purchasing lands, building those small churches. I don't mean like this one. No, the, but you, what we mean is just, just a small building, but which meet the standards uh, whereby you can do with something like... Uh, uh, from 15 to 20 thousand dollars we can make a structure that meets the requirement so uh, all uh, I, we know that um, churches have been sending missionaries I know it is very costly to send a missionary because if you send an American in Burundi it will cost what it costs for an American to live but if we can consider supporting those on field with little expenses, you can produce more impact. For example, I'm working because I have no support. I have to work and use my weekend and free public days to go to visit churches. But if I could be free and use the rest of the time to, to follow churches, uh, I'm sorry, it looks there is a, a conflict of interest, but there's no other way to say it. Uh, I think it could produce more impact, and uh, I may have more time to train my fellows, to visit them, to encourage the, the, the pastors in the rural area. Uh, because if I'm not doing that, the impact will delay. 
and I'm afraid my time might not be so extensible. So uh, I take this opportunity to just to inform you about that so that you can be aware and if possible, include that kind of support for where we have started because we will need to extend where there is no gospel, the countries, to go to the countries. But one of the way is encouraging those existing already so that they can reach their neighbors very, uh, very easily. So please, uh, I'm addressing to the whole congregation here, if ever you can do something to support those on front line, please, it is needed. So, Thank you very much. Um, the, the question was you know, related to the, the purpose of the Free Grace Alliance, which is to connect, encourage, and equip Free Grace people in ministries. And the question had to do with could also support be included in that. And with the, with the statement that sometimes if uh, rather than having a lot of uh, ministry that is people from the United States going over, which is expensive, actually supporting the people who are already on the ground in the places doing that ministry, which could be a lot more effective money-wise. And let me just, let me say <clears throat> that part of the connecting aspect of the connect, encourage, and equip is that people can find people who want to support these kind of, this, this kind of work. And so uh, we hope that through that, through those means that yes, you can find support through the Free Grace Alliance. And then in a, in a longer term um, perspective, that yes, the Free Grace Alliance actually supporting local people is something that I would like to see. Uh, but right now, the Free Grace Alliance isn't fully supported, not even remotely. We only have a fraction of the budget that we need just to uh, pay our staff and to host this conference and some of the other basic things like putting the magazine out. Uh, we are very much in need of uh, financial support already, and we don't have we don't have anything that we can give. Um, we're going to present a budget to you to you guys at the business meeting, and you can see where we're at and where we need to be. Um, to be able to start going to the next phase, which is it has to do with uh, promoting church planters, local teachers to train and all these sort of things um, that, that will involve some financial support um, if you know Lord the Lord does provide for that. So I, just all this to say that I, I very much feel feel the need that you have. Uh, not just you personally, but but all of the the brothers and sisters overseas who do so much with so little. But also, I very much am aware that money can go a lot further if it's if it's people in their own countries doing the work. And so, um, so the answer again is is yes, but we we're not there yet. And when we, I want to get I want to get us there, and I want to get us there without saying you know. A couple decades from now, we'll, we will start working at that. I want to I be there within the next two or three years to where we can start putting money into uh, free grace ministry in, in these various places around the world. So um, 
I hope that in the meantime that you are able to make some connections with people who can support your ministry. Jeremy? Okay, well. Um, I think we're out of time. Santa Claus. He has one more question. I only call him that because he called himself that. I'm not, I'm not being, you know, whatever. He gave me a little coin that I just met Santa Claus. So you can be the last question, okay? It was just an idea that I had. Um, why could not the Free Grace Alliance in your magazine include a page of ministry opportunities that need funding? and just make the need known so that the churches that see that, the people that see that, will know that this is a ministry that is in need of their finances, and those that have the money can there know where to share it. We have done some things like that. Um, sorry, we have done some things like that um, on small scales, maybe not like a full list, uh, we do intend to do some things like that going forward. Um, it's just, you know, there's there's some balancing we need to do um, because, again, the Free Grace Alliance also needs support. And I know that that's um, uh, it's it's not fun to to ask for money. Um, and certainly, I don't I don't want to um, say that the Free Grace Alliance is more important than some of these other ministries. It's it's a both and, and we all kind of need to dig deep in order to make it happen. The Free Grace Alliance needs supported and these individual ministries that are part of the Free Grace Alliance need supported. So um, if you if you have the means and do care about Free Grace, then there's there's an, plenty of opportunity here. Last word. Yeah, last, last word. Well, um, forgive me, I, I am, I was always a king, almost a king before I became a Christian, so I would have the last word here. <laughs> um, and I, I want to share the sentiments of our brother here. Um, I know speaking to Grant the last time, um, and he made it very clear that even the AFGA is underfunded. But then I just want to make this passionate appeal to the American Christian because most people in Africa, most people in Africa came to the Lord through the generous support of American Christians. As we flew here for this conference, of course, I tried over the years to say, we've gotten to a stage in the story of African Christianity that we have to support ourselves. And over the years, I'm not ashamed to say the Lord has blessed me and the project is handed over to me, but it also gets tiring. I know the most hardworking people are never seen. On my payroll, as I pay 130 pastors every month so that they can continue to work. As I sit here, we find this from other impoverished African countries. And we are also from a poor African country, not that Ghana is so rich that we can, but I want to tell American Christians, listen, never give up on missions. More importantly, 
sending some of your best teachers. Dr. Bing here has been of tremendous blessing to the African continent. I've been able to reach farther probably than he had done on the continent, but I got it all from his ministry. So individual churches around here, I think you have to begin to think of missions. And then when we come for conferences like this, you can be of support to us. Yesterday I listened when I stood up, my brother needs a car in order to be able to go about his work in Burundi. And my heart was broken because I am coming from Ghana. My car is broken down. My missions car is broken down. But of course, we'll fix it. Support us as best as you can. And this is an appeal because if you know the doctrinal deprivation with regards to the gospel of grace on the continent of Africa, you would want to put your life on the line to get people freed. And so, of course, today you can start the support by purchasing one of our T-shirts for my wife. That's also a support. I'm advertising for her, but that's, that's your support to the ministry. And this is just an appeal. I'm saying we have a lot to do. We're not tired, but with your support, we can go further. And this is not an appeal to the Alliance, the FGA. It's an appeal to you as an individual and as individual ministries so that you can support us do the work properly. Thank you. Well, I am, yeah, sure. I am, I'm grateful that um, we have been able to do regional conferences here. To your question, we do regional conferences in the United States. And this past year really has been, hey, let's try to do some international conferences and, uh, and Grant attests to that. I'm grateful for the magazine. I'm grateful for the podcast. I'm grateful for this conference that is put on every year. And um, things are happening, and we're excited to see where, where God takes us in the future and, and hear, hear the vision coming up. And how about if we take uh, a five-minute break? It'll be a quarter to five when we're back here for our last session of the day with John McRae. I... I don't know if you guys know who John McRae is. I know who John McRae is. He doesn't know who I am. But if you watch YouTube, you probably could come across him. And um, I say his name, and you might just say to me, what do you mean? I know you don't get it unless you know John McRae. That's his YouTube. What do you mean? So he's going to be speaking at... Uh, at, four, at four, 4.45. So take a break, and we'll meet back in here about five, seven minutes. Thank you for listening. For more resources, or to help spread the message of God's life-changing grace, visit our website at gracelife.org. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message at simplybygrace at gracelife.org. See you next time.